Hey, what's up? Welcome to another exciting, amazing, awesome, dope episode of Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. As always, my name is Funky Sam Medina, and I'm just chilling, you guys. I'm just chilling, chilling. Um, I recorded a conversation that I had with uh, Washington, D.C. comedian Kevin Skiffington, or Skiff for short. Follow him on social media at JustSkiff. Or on Instagram at just.skiff. Or is it it's? I just looked it up and then I already forgot. He says it though, you guys. What's going on? I talked to Kevin Skiffington. Skiff. I talked to him. Uh, we, we went in a little bit in depth on AEW. Um, just because I haven't been podcasting in a while and I haven't really talked about AEW. I don't really know a lot about it. I mean, you know, I know about it, but I don't know a lot about it. And I don't really watch TV because I don't have cable. Um... I, I follow it online and stuff, but I just kind of wanted to get somebody's perspective on uh, on some things, you know. And so we talked about AEW, and so it's super exciting. So check out my conversation. conversation? Check out my conversation I had with Skiff. Uh, we talked about AEW. We talked about a few other things, too, but mainly AEW. Um, I just kind of asked him about, you know, certain events and things that happened and what he thought of it and things like that. Because he's pretty much into AEW. And so I thought that would be a fun conversation to have but i'm here right now uh before i get started i want to say follow the podcast on twitter at pwn podcast pro wrestling nation on facebook and you can follow me at funky sam medina on everything instagram twitter um whatever uh facebook venmo um TikTok, whatever, whatever it is, it's at Funky Sam Medina. Look for me. I'll be there. I'll be chilling. I'll be doing the social media thing, and I'll be talking, and I'll be, I'll be tweeting and 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 stuff and Instagramming. I'll be Instagramming. Uh, what a wild couple of weeks it's been. I haven't done an episode in about two weeks. I've been wanting to. I just been busy. Life is so busy right now. Um, I decided to get into podcasting right before I got really busy, you know. I should have, you know, decided to get into podcasting at the beginning of the pandemic when I had nothing to do. Um, instead of at the end of the pandemic when I got really busy. I'm not even doing comedy right now. I'm not even, like, going out and doing comedy. And I'm just so busy because I'm working my full-time job. I'm working at the comedy club on the weekends and I'm tired all the damn time, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm doing some online comedy still. Uh, you know, we did game night tonight. And then tomorrow night, if I'm not working, we'll do uh, the open mic on Zoom. I'm doing online comedy. I am doing online comedy. I did uh, Monday, I did uh, The World's Best Laugh. And, you know, last week I did Dive Bar. Um, I don't know. I'm doing online comedy. I just, when I can, I just... Uh, I just haven't been... I'm not doing comedy. I'm not doing live comedy yet. I got vaccinated. Well, I kind of did. I mean, I got the shot. I got the Johnson & Johnson shot. I got it about a week ago. So technically, like, it's in me, but it's not, like, activated. I don't know. It takes, like, about... They said two to six weeks. So I can figure, you know, about a month, I can start, like, licking the ground again. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't lick the ground. I lick handrails. Doorknobs, you know, things like that. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I want to talk about the releases that happened like a week or two ago because I haven't done a podcast, an episode since then. 
and I just kind of want to touch on it. Um, not too much in depth. Uh, I just want to like talk about all the people that I that I can remember off the top of my head that have departed from the WWE, and uh, just say a little bit something about each one of them. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is probably the number one person to me in this little group of people. Um, I followed his career since he was Ring of Honor champion. Uh, you know, Summer of Punk kind of stuff. And then he comes into TNA wrestling and he dominates. And then he has a big feud with Kurt Angle. And I think Kurt Angle gave him his first loss. Joe should have won the first match. Uh, I, I do agree with Kurt giving him his first loss. But I feel like Joe should have won the first match against Kurt Angle. Um, just to give him the legitimacy, uh, you know, of beating Kurt Angle on Kurt Angle's first match in in a TNA. Anyway, um, you know, it was it was a real dream come true for me as a wrestling fan to see Samoa Joe, you know, come to WWE. Um, more specifically, I guess, NXT. He had a really good run in NXT, you guys. Um, he had the NXT title. He had classic matches with, with Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, among others, right? But, like, I know, I think he won the title from Finn, I think. And then he lost it to Shinsuke, and then he beat Shinsuke again for it. Because I think Samoa Joe is the first ever two-time NXT champion. And Joe's incredible, man. Joe is awesome. It was great to see him in the WWE. He didn't do a lot. You know, he's kind of older. He had a lot of injuries. Um, he did some commentary. I didn't really like him on commentary that much. But he did some commentary. And let me tell you, man, I want to see Samoa Joe have a run in AEW. I want to see Samoa Joe come in to AEW, have some matches with some dope people. You know, maybe Chris Jericho, right? Uh, that'd be cool, Samoa Joe and Chris Jericho in a little feud. I don't know. I mean, like, Samoa Joe versus Brian Cage. Like, like cool stuff like that. But then he's like the injury thing, right? And then uh, AEW has a lot of top guys already. They have a lot of WWE castaways. You know, it's like, do you, do you want to put him there? Do you want to do you want to have him go mingle over there with Christian and with the Big Show and with you know all these guys, right? John Moxley and I don't know. I think maybe another another good thing for Joe would be Impact. Um, that's kind of where he made his name. You know, they really need the help. They really need the people. They really need popular wrestlers. And I feel like. Uh, Samoa Joe would make an impact, an impact, you know, I, I feel like uh, if he went to AEW, he would be a, a sizzle in a pan, you know, he would, he would be cool for a few, like a month or two, and then he would just kind of be pushed to the wayside, right, they're, they're pushing Miro, they're not going to be pushing Samoa Joe that much, but I feel like if he goes to impact, he could like be the champion and like be the top guy, you know, so forget AEW, put Samoa Joe in Impact. I want to see him go to Impact. Uh, it would be cool to see him go somewhere smaller, like NWA or even Ring of Honor too. Uh, that'd be cool. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, who's even doing shows right now? You know, is NWA even doing shows? Is Ring of Honor doing shows? I know PWG's not. Um, the Iconics, uh, Cassie. McIntosh and uh, Jessica McKay. Um, I want to see them go to, to AEW. I know I'm going to just say just on everyday AEW, just on them all. 
Um, but I really want to see the Iconics go to AEW. I want to see them do what they were doing in the WWE. I want to see them be iconic. I want to, I, I loved, I loved, the. they're annoying. They are annoying as hell. But I loved them. I love them. They're so funny. They're incredible. They have good timing. You know, they they're, they improv it really well. Like, they are incredible. The little backstage segments they did when they were trying to win NXT Superstar of the Year. Like, that was incredible stuff. So I say I really want to see the Iconics go to AEW. And I really want to see them be iconic. You know? Um, Chelsea Green. I feel like Chelsea was on the verge of doing... Not big things in the WWE, but like being utilized. I feel like she was on the verge of being utilized, and I'm not sure why they cut her. She hasn't been there for very long. Uh, same thing could have said, but the same thing could have said. I I can't even talk. The same thing could have been said about Diana Perrazzo when she got signed. You know, she wasn't there for very long. She's a good wrestler. She could have done some stuff. But they let her go. Um, they let Chelsea Green go. <laughs> Green go. They let Chelsea Green go. Um, I say put her impact, you know. Uh, Zack Ryder is an impact. They're a couple. Uh, she probably wants to be near him if they're going to be traveling. So put her in impact. <sighs> Excuse me. I just yawned. I'm tired. It's like almost midnight here. What time is it? It's 11.13, you guys. I'm getting old. Um, Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> Who else was released? The, the the Revival? No, they got released a while back. Um, there was other people that got released. Uh, now I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. I'm sorry. I should have, I should have looked. You know what? I was going to look it up before I started recording. And then I'm like, I want to remember. I can remember. And then I didn't even think about it. Uh, let's see here. Lars Sullivan. <laughs> Andrade. Andrade, that was a mistake. I know he got released separately. But that was a mistake. They should have kept him happy. He's dope. And he's going to be doing some dope things. He's challenging Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega Championship. That's going to be crazy. Steve Cutler, eh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James. Mickey James is somebody that she's she's awesome, you know, she's she's really she's she's good. She has a lot to offer still. Um, but she's getting older, you know, she's had her she had her time. I mean I'm not saying like put her out the pasture, but like she had her, you know, mid two thousands, like that was her heyday, like you know, she's kind of in the twilight of her career now. Um, go do country music. You know, go wrestle somewhere. Go to NWA. Go to Impact. You know, I guess she can't go to Impact because she's dead there. They killed her off. Uh, let's see here. Lars Sullivan. Steve Cutler. Samoa Joe. Peyton Royce. Mickey James. Chelsea Green. Tucker Knight. You know, um... There's not much to be said about Tucker Knight. Um, he wasn't a tag team with Otis. They split up. Otis became um, formerly in a tag team. Along saying Otis was split from his partner soon after making his debut. Oh, the main roster after the unfortunate 
disbanding of the heavy machinery. Knights floundered in the singles role, eventually leading to his release. He wasn't doing much. Um, I mean, he could probably go somewhere. He's he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to reinvent himself pretty easily uh, just because he didn't really do much in the main roster. Like, nothing against him. He just, it just didn't. Uh, Kalisto... That's that's all right. Like whatever. I I feel like uh, it's gonna be really cool to see Samurai Del Sol back on the indie scene. Was that his name? Um, eight year contract. He had an eight year contract. Kalisto, the third of the Lucha House Party, was separated from his stablemates in the twenty twenty draft. While he was a former United States Cruiserweight Champion, Kalisto's eight year. Contract and soon after WrestleMania 37. Yeah, eight years. He's been around for eight years. So he had a good run. He did. He had a good run. It, it, was, it was really cool that they signed him. Uh, it was really cool that he made it to the main roster and he did some cool things. And uh, we'll see him in the Indies. You know, he'll be, he'll be good. He'll be good. He'll go, to, he'll go to AEW or he'll go to Impact or he'll do something. Or he'll go to Japan or, you know, who knows, or Mexico or whatever. Like, he'll be around. He'll, he'll be okay. Bo Dallas, uh, I've heard talks that Bo Dallas was already starting a new, a new career with, along with his girlfriend Liv Morgan. Uh, real estate, I think it was real estate. Wesley Blake, um, not much to really say about him. Yeah, really not much to say about Wesley Blake. So there's your releases, guys. I hope you're happy. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off to my conversation I had with uh, with uh, Skiff, and uh, we're we're gonna talk about AEW. It's gonna start off with uh, rumors, rumors of a company, and then it's gonna end with uh, with the big show. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much the story of AEW. So we'll see what happens. Enjoy, uh, just Skiff and myself, Funky Sam Medina, talking some AEW. Bull stuff. What's up? Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host, Funky Sam Medina, and I am alongside comedian Kevin Skiffington. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Hell yeah. Good. I just watched AEW. Oh, yeah. That's cool. We'll, We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so thanks for hopping on with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I always love to talk wrestling. Me too, man. It's been a while since I've really talked wrestling with other people. So I'm super excited. I'm super excited to, to be doing that. So, uh, Skiff, uh, before we go on and talk wrestling, uh, tell us about yourself and your, uh, your comedy adventures. So I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm in the DC area. Um, I run shows as well as perform on shows. Um, I've been doing stand-up probably seriously about five years, maybe, maybe a little less serious or less <laughs> time and then more serious. Um, but yeah, it's so uh, fun. Um, I've gotten to travel a little bit too, go up to New York, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, and then being in the DC area, it's easy to do Virginia, Maryland, uh, West Virginia, stuff like that. Yeah, everything's pretty close over there, huh? Yeah, it's not it's not too hard. Um, like I live in Virginia, but I'm 15 minutes from downtown DC, and then it's 
an hour to Maryland. Nice. Hell yeah. That's cool. And how's your, uh, how's your pandemic comedy life been? Um, it's been all right. Um, Virginia has done fairly well with allowing some stuff to happen. Um, like we were able to do, I think I was doing indoor shows where it was safely uh, distance and we used individual microphones for each person. Uh, we were probably doing that maybe even last fall around football season when that started. Okay. Yeah. Um, things opened up around here last summer too. Um, and then they closed down like two or three months later again. Yeah. We didn't have anything where things kind of went back. Um, the governor did like drop us back a stage, um, but it didn't affect anything with entertainment or really restaurants. That's good. Hell yeah. That's I think awesome. maybe, maybe the restaurant had to be done by midnight, which I mean, as long as we're, you're not doing a late show comedy shows shouldn't go that long i mean open mics usually do but yeah no i know what you mean <laughs> yeah there haven't been a lot of open mics just because why would anyone want to run an open mic right now that's true that's true you're right about that so yeah comedy shows generally don't go that long they usually go like maybe 11 at the latest 10 11 something like that yeah i mean even then if it starts at eight i'd rather be done 9 30. Excuse me for a second. I need to uh, let my cat out of the room. Oh, uh, that's fine. So you just watched Dynamite, huh? Yeah, I just watched Dynamite. I Big watch episode. it. Yeah, I watch it every week. Uh, I, I enjoy it most of the time. Um, AEW's got a lot of guys that I watched on the indies and I in, in still enjoy watching. Uh, and then they have they also have a crew of guys that I do not really enjoy watching either. <laughs> I'm surprised that Orange Cassidy is like a top contender for the title. I mean, he's super popular and all, like, um, but I don't know, like, you know, he's got to work his way up a little bit first. I think he's in, you know, he just came from the indies. I mean, I don't having watched him for so many years like i i knew if someone gave him a chance to be a star he would be oh yeah yeah no he's really good at what he does i i do uh, i do enjoy seeing the uh the plancha out of the ring with his hands in his pockets oh yeah that's uh it's never really been done like that before like his nonchalant style of wrestling i do i do like that yeah i've talked about it with other people before but like he legitimately is the closest thing to the next Stone Cold or this generation Stone Cold. Wow. Because he is someone that this generation can relate to so easily the same way that all the people in the 90s related to Stone Cold because they're anti-authority and whatnot. And now we have a big generation that's just apathetic and doesn't really want to try i guess i guess um that's true i've never looked at it like that you're right though because in the 90s people did um you know america did feel like really anti like anti-authority like you know the the grunge music and it was just like it, it really was a thing that that the culture was um feeling like and now um with this whole uh orange cassidy thing yeah i guess a lot of people do 
could relate to him, like the nonchalant, like, uh, you know, maybe I'll give it some effort if I feel like it. Yeah, I mean, with that said, I mean, CM Punk, I think, also came close. Um, yeah, I that should, too. I should say, say that. Absolutely. Um, CM Punk was definitely, uh, man, that guy, like uh, CM Punk, he definitely, like, um, exceeded all the glass ceilings that he had. Like, he really did. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the first indie guys to really do it as well. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Yeah, he was. He really was. Um, Because, you know, earlier, uh, the WWF, WWE, uh, you know, they they took a lot of guys, territory guys and things like that. But, yeah, you're right. They didn't really take a lot of indie guys. And CM Punk Mm -hmm. was the first one that really, like, came in. He basically kicked the door down, really. And now WWE is, like, almost, like, not almost all. (laughs) But there's a lot of guys that came from Ring of Honor and from the indies in the WWE right now. And, um, yeah, CM Punk definitely kicked the door down for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think without punk, I don't. I think the indies are much better today, right now, um, because now they sign anyone that gets any buzz um, to where it's not like CM Punk was able to have a long career on the indies and really learn what he needed to learn and how to be a draw on his own. Um, whereas now they're just signing anyone that get, has any buzz with them, and then WWE gets to actually teach them i guess in their minds but yeah that's true they have the whole form the whole school system now the whole nxt system the performance center which is cool it is cool i do i do think it's very cool i just um you know like a lot of them uh they wanted them all to kind of be the same have the same style and, and things like that and that's not i'm not a big fan of that mm-hmm. no i i mean i 100 percent agree that's why i like i mean that's one of the reasons they weren't really signing in you guys before is because it was going to be hard to teach these guys to work their style. Um, but now they're able to at least have some of their style um, because they could see that it, it could draw with CM Punk. So let's talk about uh, the blood and guts. And then we'll work our way back just to AEW because I haven't really had a chance to, to sit down and talk to anybody about AEW uh, very much. So uh, I did not see AEW tonight. I, I I don't have cable, so I generally don't watch it. I'll, I'll watch highlights on YouTube and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, some some cool stuff happened. You know, Kenny Omega was in a tag team match in the in the beginning of the show uh, against John. Mark- it was Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy, right? No, it was Kenny and um, Michael Nakazawa. Oh yes, Michael Nakazawa against uh, uh, John Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they had some good stuff. Uh, it sounds like before before the blood and guts match. But that's kind of what I want to get into the blood and guts match. How was that? So it started off really, really good, um, and then they gave pretty much the entire second hour to the match, and they didn't oh, wow. need to. Um, it was essentially war games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had two rings. Uh, there was a cage. There was a there was a ceiling. Um, but it was high enough off the ground that like people weren't getting press slammed into the top. Um, but yeah, so like it started off real hot. Um, I think the first couple guys were like Sammy, FTR, um, uh, proud and or pride and powerful, or proud and I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. Ewa um, and Santana and Ortiz. Um, and like if they had just stopped with those three guys, I thought it would have been a fantastic match. Um, but then, of course, like they had to keep bringing in the other guys. 
Um, <laughs> and so once it, like they went to commercials and stuff, and then once it was five against five, um, it just meandered for so long. Um, uh, what's Jericho's stable called? Um, the inner circle. The inner circle, yeah. So it's just a lot of the inner circle um, just beating down um, MJF's crew, the pinnacle, um, which just felt weird because they were trying to get the inner circle as the baby faces. And then, yeah, they are. They, they, they spent are. like an entire segment of just them just destroying uh, the inner circle. Um, and it just felt long and unnecessary. Um, the finish was decent. Uh, MJF and Jericho got on the top of the uh, cage uh, and they were doing stuff on, up there. And then eventually MJF was like, I'm going to throw him off the cage. Uh, if you guys want to surrender, you can. But if you don't, I'm going to throw him off the cage. Uh, and then eventually Sammy said that they gave up and that was the finish. Um, and then MJF still pushed him off the top of the cage onto like what was clearly like a crash pad um, with like <laughs> tables, or- ru- like rubber squares that were designed to look like steel. Oh wow! Um, and like it just, and they kept showing a replay, and it's like this is clearly not what you want me to believe it is. So I saw a picture of MJF pushing Jericho off the cage um, on like mm-hmm. some Facebook wrestling, whatever, and um, it was like literally Jericho falling backwards. But like it looked like uh, Jericho was standing on like a platform. Like, okay, this is where you're gonna stand when you get pushed off the cage. Yeah, there was a platform there. There was the same platform on the other side of the cage. Okay. I think it was more okay. so to connect the two cages. As long as um, it was symmetrical and they had more than the one, then that's yeah. a little bit better. Because um, I thought it was like literally like, this is where you're going to stand, all right? When you get pushed off the cage, and you would be fine. No. And like the whole like, so the cage was wider than the rings. So there was even like a platform um, against like the ring apron. Um, to give them some space to be on the apron okay. um, between the cage and the apron. Um, okay. And so there was something similar on the top of the, the cage as well. Um, nice. But yeah, it wasn't like X marks a spot. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back and talk about AEW because I, like I said, when I talked to me about this, I remember, I remember a long time ago, uh, I was hearing rumors online. Uh, the rumors were that Chris Jericho and Jim Ross were going to start a company together. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, that'd be really cool if they did. At the time, I think they were both under contract. Maybe just Jim Ross was. I know for sure JR was when AEW first started. Um, but then it, it didn't really pan out that way. It panned out more like uh, Tony Khan. You know, he got these people involved, Cody and the Bucks and, and the elite guys. And then he got Jericho on board. And I feel like, you know, that was enough to, to build the company. Um, and uh, out of nowhere. So so you, you're hearing these rumors they're gonna start a company and then boom there's a wrestling company out of nowhere and they didn't just like they started as a national company which is really really rare you never see that happen a lot of these companies are like you know ring of honor they're still struggling to become you know a full-fledged national company um impact they were at one point but they're probably not now um nwa they're not and um aw really just came as a number two out of nowhere so i would say impact tried very hard to be a national company. Um, yeah, when absolutely. they first when they first started, they were doing uh, ten dollar weekly pay per views, mm-hmm. um, and it was most cable providers at that point. Um, 
I think it took maybe a year or two before uh, DirecTV is what I think I had at the time. DirecTV picked them up, um, but it was available worldwide. Um, they weren't traveling, um, but they very much were trying to be that national second company. Um, yeah, and it was I easier. Were, I think they succeeded for uh, for a minute there. Yeah, once they got the the Spike TV deal, um, they're pretty clear. But even with the weekly pay per views, um, there wasn't anyone else trying, um, and yeah. they were. Um, whereas now, like with AEW doing it, it is a little surprising because Impact had already tried and pretty much failed, um, and then Ring of Honor had been slowly like organically growing towards that uh, no i feel like with impact they had so many drawbacks that it's like they just it was really hard to bounce back from everything from the dixie carter things uh many many dixie carter things to uh the gfw thing and i just you know it was really difficult for them and i feel like anthem would have it would have paid off more for anthem to fold and then just like try to start a new company to get the the tna stink off of them a little bit more but see like that's they tried that that's what the that's what the gfw thing was yeah um that's what changing the name from tna to impact wrestling was um they tried so hard to get away from that to the point where um no matter what they did that's what they're associated with um <laughs> dixie carter uh hanging on hulk hogan's leg as he walks away for the last time don't leave please <laughs> yeah. um but yeah AEW. i don't know if tony cotton was involved with the first all-in pay-per-view you know um, what i i think i think he was um just because i've heard jericho because jericho what did he do he flew he would he oh he was touring with fozzy he flew in for all in and then he flew back out and he was telling people he couldn't make it because he was gonna be so far from from wherever they were chicago where i forget where they were yeah that's where the pay-per-view was for all in and yeah. jericho's like i'm not gonna be there i'm gonna be across the country you know this place i'm from fozzy and anyways so on some podcast he did later on he said that it was tony khan's private jet um that he flew in okay Remember that picture of him on the airplane dressed like pentagon yeah yeah, yeah he was on tony khan's private jet Okay. So Tony Khan had something to do with it. You know, I don't but, think it was his show, but I think, no. you know, he had some money involved. This is Yeah, the, I mean that makes sense. Uh yeah. and I think ROH had some money involved. I think I think ROH might still count it as a canon show. Um and I think they have I think they have the rights to the show as well. Um I, yeah, why. I believe so too. I believe ROH was like the parent company for that show. But yeah, I mean that was definitely exciting. Um I'm I'm not a big Cody Rhodes fan, um, but I mean I'm a big Young Bucks fan, um, it, and then I'm a big Kenny fan too. I like Kenny. yeah, Kenny's dope. As far as Cody goes, I really respect like him being um, almost like this era's Dusty Rhodes. Like he really is, you know, because he. He, he went, you know, he was the company he's been told what to do, and then he kind of went off and he just blazed his own trail. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, I don't really see that as a compliment, but um, <laughs> yeah. but I, I agree. Um, Dusty did a lot of uh, dumb things. There's a reason 
Uh, shitty finishes are called dusty finishes. Yeah, no, that's um, I mean, dusty didn't really do his best work until he was NXT daddy, you know. That's what he really like because he he put a he had a lot of uh of um influence on uh mm-hmm. his current roster that we have, or I guess the roster we had a few years ago in the WWE. But no, I think AEW's done a real good job at um collecting talent and using talent um we I, we talked about how wwe is kind of just stockpiling the indie talents right now mm-hmm. um whereas AEW is giving them a chance to prove they deserve a spot um, yeah and one thing i do like is cody said and they're doing it too to where he's like we're not going to sign everybody you know we're just we're, we're going to use people yeah but we're not going to sign them all because we don't need them all every week mm-hmm and I think that was like WCW, right? That was one of their biggest mistakes is they were just hoarding talent. They weren't using anybody and they were just paying so much money uh, to talent. And so um, for AEW, if you come on the show, you have a $200 payoff or whatever it is. And then I don't call you for three months and I don't have to spend money on you. Yeah, um, I think I think that's a good way to do it. WCW's issue was more so um, they it wasn't so much hoarding talent as they got stuck with talent. Um, a lot of the older guys had contracts where they got paid the same way they wrestled or they didn't. Yeah. And then they, um, I'm, my knees hurt and I'm not going to wrestle tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And so then WCW was bringing in um, local talent to fill out cards because they needed people that would wrestle. Um, and so they'd bring in younger guys to just do a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right though, because the, uh, the, a lot of the core uh, TNA um, 2002, you know, the Nashville guys, a lot of those core guys were WCW enhancement talents. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think I think AEW, the roster is bloated right now. I, I, think, I do think that. Um, but I think they're giving people chances. And yeah, then... I think so, too. And more importantly... Um, I think AEW does a good job at um, changing direction when they see something's not working. Um, like when they first started, they wanted Britt Baker to be the super baby face of the division, mm-hmm. and uh, they they be quickly, like kind of the face, the face of it, really. Yeah, and they quickly saw that uh, that was not working, and they quickly turned her heel and built her up as the top heel. Um, to the point yeah, where she right. she was able to main event the one dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she also kind of like um, sat on the bench for a couple, you know, for a couple of months. She they didn't like show. Well, her she was out. injured. Oh, she was okay. I, I guess I wasn't aware of that because I remember she didn't really um, her her star didn't really shine until you know a month or two ago, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she was she was injured for a while. Um, Makes and sense. then when, when yeah, and then when she was finally able to come back, um, things picked up. Yeah, what do you think uh, about Jericho and uh, Adam Page being the first title match with Jericho being the uh, the first champion? Do you think that that uh, gave them the credibility they needed, or do you think that was another WWE guy in the world title? I, th- I think it gave them the credibility they needed, but. Um, I wasn't looking for that credibility um, from them. I was looking for uh, them to prove that, that, well, prove that they would um, 
make their own stars. Yeah. Um, and uh, like Jericho being the first champion was okay, I guess. Um, be, I mean, I know that it got them a lot of um, views from people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that aspect, it, it worked. Um, for me, I wasn't super thrilled with it. I, at that time, I don't. I think I'd watch if I, I had a free night or whatever. But it wasn't like I got to watch each week. I feel like um, you know, on paper, to the TNT executives, it looks a lot better to have Jericho as a champion. Yeah, probably. Um, and then once they're able to show all the spreadsheets that they have, that like. No, these people get ratings too. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it was, uh, I think, one week it came on after an NBA game. And Jericho was one of the first people out. And like all the NBA Twitter just shitted all over Jericho. Oh, um, wow. And it was like, well, these are the fans that you're trying to attract. And yeah. they all just yep. said this guy sucks like like they all made fun of uh aw for like jericho's still wrestling like what like and so it was a bad look there um overall i think jericho's done fine in his role i think Um, he has too yeah i think he helped elevate orange cassidy i think he's helped elevate mjf um that said i don't need to see him every week um I'm hoping that this angle of him getting tossed off the cage is a way to just not have him on TV for months, hopefully, but I don't know if they'll go that long without him. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I'm not really watching it from week to week, but I I like Jericho a lot. I feel like he's a strong character. And like you said, you know, he's getting this guy over. He's getting that guy over. He's doing this. He's doing that, you know, and he and Jericho, like his last few years, he's been really getting things over like he got the bubbly thing over you know and and stuff like that so i think jericho um he's just he's just amazing you know nobody can really touch what he can do in the ring and on the microphone as far as like longevity i mean i I think people can definitely touch what he can do in the ring yeah i guess in the ring they can these days anyway (laughs) even even on the microphone they have i would say maybe at least five better guys on the microphone on the roster. Um, like right now, like Kingston's the best promo in the game and he's been the best promo uh, since the mid two thousands. Just no one was giving him a mic. Yeah. I don't really know a lot about Eddie Kingston. I mean, he was an impact for a while. I wasn't really watching it then. Um, I know the name. That's about it. Really. Uh, he's, he's very an old school wrestler. Um, but in a different sense than Cody Rhodes. Um, Whereas Cody may have idolized Dusty and Flair, Kingston idolized like Stan Hansen and like the like all Japan uh, 90s guys like Kobashi and uh, Masawa. Um, So he brings like a, a realism to it that not a lot of people, especially in AEW, not a lot of people are doing. Okay. Um, But he, He's the best promo in the game. Um, that's what got him noticed on the indies when uh, when he was just in Chikara wrestling in front of 25 people. Uh, they'd put his promos online, and all of them were fantastic. 
You know, it's funny about Chikara is uh, I bought their game on, on Steam, the Chikara action, whatever it's called, action something. Action. The, the actual video game one, like wrestling, or the they also had one, I think, on mobile phones that was no, it was on my sim base. It was on PC and it was the actual wrestling one. It was like okay. action arcade wrestling or whatever. Jakara action arcade wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had Jakara roster on it. It was cool. I played it a few times. Uh, about two or three months ago, I went to load it up and just play it for a little while. And nobody I recognized was in the game. I was like, where did everybody go? And then I, I did a whole like researching and everything. And so apparently, so oh, yeah. <laughs> Chikara's not around anymore. And they just, they rebranded the game. <laughs> they took out anything that uh, resembled Chikara and they took out all the, the roster. This is a generic roster now. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you see the reasons? No, I do. I have no idea. Oh, so uh, do you remember there was a big speaking out movement during? Uh, okay. I'm, I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Mike Quackenbush, who was the founder of Chikara and like the head trainer, um had a number of uh oh. thing, things said against him mostly about what uh went on at his training facilities um and then some stuff against him as a person um oh. and then uh a lot of a lot of his roster left the company and then uh they said the school was going to shut down and he was done um the company was done um and then he didn't handle it very well. Then he was posting like long videos of him just like reading the complaints and then saying, uh, I don't remember this happening, so I must accept it. Uh, but if he had just gone away for a while and, and like tried to actually make amends and stuff, I think he would have been someone that could have uh, been, I don't know, welcome is the right word, but um able to come back whereas there's guys that uh will not should never be in the business again and um hopefully will never be welcome yeah yeah there's a lot of guys that are just they're gone now which is crazy but i mean it's it's better that way because yeah it, it, uh wrestling was one of the last things that was like really old school to where it wasn't really policed like that you know and so i'm glad that people were able to come out and speak to speak their truth mm-hmm it's hard. It's it's scary, you know. So I'm glad they were able to. But yeah, so I had that game. I have that game. Uh, I ended up downloading a bunch of uh, just WWE guys and superheroes and stuff, and it's it's pretty fun. I do enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely saw some of the clips um, when it was still Chikara guys, and it looked yeah. like some wacky stuff you could do in the game. Yeah. It's one of those games where like you play it for an hour and you're done with it for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, his contract came up. Uh, they announced he wasn't signing a new one, which was crazy because WWE never announces that really. And uh, he left, and then uh, we expected it, but it was still it was still a trip to see him on Double or Nothing. Uh, how do you feel about him coming over to AEW? Um, it's been better than I expected. Yeah, um, I think he's also a really good promo guy. Um, and I think he does bring a realism to it like Kingston um, does. And when I was first thinking about it, I was like, I don't really care to see him wrestle anyone in AEW. Um, but um, I thought what he brought to the company was good, whereas it could have just been filled with the Young Bucks and Kenny and 
people that just do flashy stuff and doesn't always look real. Um, I thought Moxley coming in and adding that um, helped elevate the company. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He does have a realness uh, to what he does, a grittiness to it. And uh, uh, that's from his roots too, just coming up in CCW and the Indies and things like that. So mm-hmm. I do, I do agree with that. And uh, yeah, that, that guy, man, he's, his mic skills are amazing. Um, he's one of the few people in WWE that he would cut a promo and you're like, yeah, this guy's not scripted, but he was, and he was just so good with it that you didn't think he was. Yeah. I, I think I having no basis for it. I think he was one of the guys that they gave some leeway to, mm-hmm. whereas they're like, here's the, uh, here's the script. If you can make sure you hit these bullet points, um, like he might have got a bullet point script instead of a word for word script. I know at one point, um, a couple of years ago, somebody left like a like a script on the uh, announce table and a fan got it or something. It, it mm-hmm. ended up on the internet somehow. And I remember people were saying that uh, Dean Ambrose's promo was pretty much word for word from what was written down. I can see that. Um, I think at that time, they also had guys that knew how to write promos. Um, I think that was still when Jimmy Jacobs was. Uh, I think you're probably the, right about that. Was one of the agents, and Jacobs has always been a good promo too. Mm-hmm. And so when they had guys that could cut, who could cut promos, uh, that also meant they had guys that could write promos instead of hiring Hollywood script guys who don't know anything about wrestling to try and write promos. What's Jimmy Jacobs doing now? He's not in Impact anymore, right? I think he. I think he's in Impact. I think he's still an agent there. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess he's the last time I, I saw or anything of him, he was managing Congo Kong. Yeah, I think he's just an agent there. Okay. Uh Impact has a lot of good agents right now because I know they also have Paul London. Oh um, wow. I didn't know that. Archibald Peck or um what was his other name? Uh I can't remember his other name, but uh he was a WWE writer as well and he got Okay. Uh, released and he went to impact as well wow um, that's cool. he writes a lot of their like goofy stuff that people might not enjoy um like that they had like a trial um about like who shot someone and i think uh that was a lot of archibald peck <laughs> it'll be in right uh james storm pushes mickey james in front of a train no 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 that was before he was there <laughs> good that's good all right so going back to AEW, so we got we got Jericho, we got Mox, we got the the the, the elite, the all elite guys, um, you know, and then they got guys like Pac, and and uh, eventually Jericho makes a stable, and they get uh, uh, Jack Swagger. He was a good, he was a good uh, addition to the roster, I think. You know, I feel like he never really lived up to his full potential in WWE. Um, I've I've never really enjoyed him. Yeah. Um, and that's regardless of his political beliefs, but I think they are shit as well. Um, he's just a, he's a guy that I don't think he's an intimidating size um, to even add that aspect. Um, and I don't think his technical, like amateur wrestling skills are uh, at a level that he adds that um, authenticity to it. Um but I guess, like, he was in the match tonight, and I didn't really enjoy anything he did. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he hasn't really been good in a long time. But um, 
Uh, what do you think about uh, their international uh, focus? Like they have uh, some guys from Mexico. They have the the Lucha the Lucha Brothers. You know, they they send some deals with other companies around the world too. That I'm not seeing too much of those guys. Um, but how do you feel like um, about them? Because WCW that was one thing that they did good in the '90s was you know international mm-hmm. wrestling, international guys. Uh, how do you think AEW is dealing with that? Well, I mean, the pandemic definitely yeah. <laughs> killed a lot of it. You're right about um, it. The Lucha Bros are fantastic. Phoenix might be the best wrestler on the planet right now. Um, the fact that he wasn't on the show tonight to um, do something unbelievable to all these people that were tuning in uh, just for the Blood and Guts match was a, a disappointment. Um, and I thought like the, the deals with uh, some of the Japanese and Chinese uh, male wrestlers that they're going to bring in, um, like... Seema's a great guy to have um, oh, yeah. on the roster. And then uh, they had a deal with his company, OWE, which was in China. And those like clips I saw of those guys were insane. Um, and then I don't think any of those guys ever actually got used. Um, Stronghearts did, which was Seema, Tomahawk, TT, and I forget who their third member was. Um, but they were all from Japan. Um, but the WWE guys, I thought they were going to bring in like these young guys and let them um, really learn in the American style um, and grow. Um, but yeah, you're right. The pandemic definitely put a stop to that. And then uh, it, I mean, it saved the women's division um, because without Riho and uh, Hikaru Shida, um, their women's division was going to die with trying to have Britt Baker as the baby face um, to be able to have Riho and uh, Sheeta to be able to change the direction because without them, they didn't really have a solid plan B. Uh, and then they would have had to keep, they wouldn't have been able to make the adjustments to get uh, Britt where she is. Um, yeah, that's true. So like that was, that was probably the biggest thing of the international connections besides um, like Phoenix and Pentagon. Um and then some of the UK guys that they had, Pox, fantastic. Pox, great to have. Pox is amazing. Yeah, um, Jimmy then, Havoc for a while. I don't know if he's still there. He is not. Uh, you remember when people were doing that speaking out thing? Oh, no, because he was there pretty recently, though. He was there uh, when they first started. I guess yep. that timeline probably matches up. Yeah, so the big wrestling speaking out was during quarantine. Okay, okay. I guess that makes sense. That's true. It was. Yeah. Uh, and so that's when Jimmy was no longer used. Uh, Kip Sabian's been all right. Um, they haven't really tried to push him to the top, which is smart on their part. Um, but he's, yeah, he's been fine in his role. Yeah. And they should sign Laredo Kid. They brought him in um, like a month ago to fill in for Pac. Uh, and Laredo Kid's real good. Oh, that's cool. I actually looked at him up on YouTube and Instagram because I've heard a lot of things about Laredo Kid, and I, would, I definitely would like to see him in action. His uh, he did two six man tags with AW, and they're both fantastic. Nice, nice. And then they uh, speaking of um, Kip Sabian, uh, well, um, they bring in Miro. Uh, Miro, mm-hmm. uh, he's not really doing much, uh, but he's there. He's, <laughs> he's about to. Yeah, he's about to because he's going for the TNT title. Um. He was another signing where it was like, I don't 
I don't think they need Miro. Like I, AEW has a lot of guys that I really enjoy that don't get put on mm-hmm. television. If Miro coming in kind um, of pushes their. So me. whenever they're, yeah, and so I was afraid of that, and it didn't really happen with Miro mm-hmm. um, because they kept him at a low level for almost almost a year, maybe. Um, and so like that's that's been a smart thing that they've done like they've waited for the right time to actually give him something super important meanwhile letting him have mid-card feuds that could become important um like they had the big um the big tag match with Miro and Kip against Chuck and Orange Cassidy and they had that main event TV and whatnot and and they were able to build it up so that it was something important but it was still a mid-card feud yeah, you're right. And then I feel like they were using him to kind of get Kip over a little bit too. Holy yeah, I think it, I think it definitely helped Kip a little bit. Um, I don't think the main goal was to make Kip like a big star or anything, um, but it it gave Kip something to do. So it definitely helped him in that aspect. Yeah, Kip on TV, that's for sure. Yep. And then uh, there's Joey Janela. Uh, who I expected a lot more out of, too. They haven't really done a lot with him, either. Yeah, so uh, the first Fighter Fest, uh, they gave him the main event spot against Moxley. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, which was awesome. Um, I think... I don't, know if, I don't know if Joey wants to be that top guy for a company. Um, be, and so he doesn't get used a lot because he wanted to keep doing... Uh, shows with gcw and then oh yeah that's true um, i mean he wants to focus on on his his shows and stuff yeah and i think at one point uh they came out and said like that there were like different classes of wrestlers that like if you still wanted to do the indies that's fine you just wouldn't be on tv the next week or something like that um or at the tapings um but um when he's been used, I think he he does well. Uh, him and Sonny is a really fun tag team. <laughs> yeah, so random. But yeah, it, it's it's random, but it works. It works. Yeah. What do you think about uh, what they're doing with Impact? Uh, the little crossover things they're doing uh, with AEW and Impact. I think personally, like it got me excited about uh, Impact for the first time. I mean, I still don't watch it, but I was pretty excited about it. Huh. It's cool in the aspect of like you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think the execution has been fine. Um, Impact's definitely made out of the better where uh, they get to have Kenny Omega wrestle, whereas all uh, AEW's really gotten is the Good Brothers. So I don't think that's a fair trade. <laughs> yeah, they're cool though. They're fun. Um, but without that, they may not have been able to turn uh, Kenny heel, so yeah, um, that was a big part of it. Is they used that angle to drive home their like big direction that they were moving in. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. Now Kenny's the, the Impact champion, so I guess we'll see where they go from there. Mm-hmm. I know Impact's doing a six-man tag with Kenny and the Good Brothers against. I think it's Rich Swan, Eddie Edwards, and Chris Saban at their next pay per view. 
Nice. Awesome. But yeah, I think AEW is still focused on what they're doing more than uh, working with Impact on their own show. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, what about uh, the big show? <laughs> uh, so he commentates a YouTube show. Uh, it's hard to shit on that. Yeah, uh, is he good? I haven't watched it. Uh, I've watched it once. It's fine, and he's a commentator. He had a big announcement for Evolution. He did. He had the biggest scoop ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, I guess he has, you know, more to give to the business and the WWE wasn't using him to what he felt like he he could do. And so he just, he got a new job and he went somewhere else. So I, it's cool, but it's just, it's, it's weird to see him uh, anywhere else. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing WWE didn't want him as a commentator because of because of his like career and how intimidating he is, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they want commentators that the fans would think could actually beat up wrestlers. That's true. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, I mean, they had Samoa Joe, but I think that was out of uh, they needed him to do something so they could keep paying him or had a reason to keep paying him. But yeah, I mean... I think Big Show just wants to commentate. Uh, maybe there'll be a match later. I don't. He'll probably end up having a match with you. I'm sure he will. Um, but I'm fine with what he's doing now. Um, yeah. It's not like he's on the sh- the TV show every week. Yeah, he's or, not a big. Or really, any week. Any week. <laughs> um, and the new, the the the, the most recent uh, big name they picked up was Christian. Uh, so as weird as that is too, I think it's really cool because I'm a big fan of Christian. I've loved mm-hmm. him for a long time, and you know, if you get the chance to wrestle and, and and do what he loves, then I guess more power to him. Yeah, Christian's another guy that I didn't care for, like in WWE that much. Um, oh man, I love Christian, and so I wasn't super thrilled with him going to Impact or going to AEW, um, especially because. I was around when he went to Impact. I I saw this. I I saw it before, um, and like it didn't super work then. <laughs> no. um, I feel like it he, more then than it does now, though. Possibly. Um, I mean, it definitely gave Impact a a name and someone who could a name that could actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think their big mistake was hyping up. Um, the big surprise and uh, that his gimmick was that he was going to outwork everyone. And then he came in and like his first match was like just barely beating Frankie, Frankie Kazarian. And so like, it's doesn't really match up with what he was saying. Has he had many matches? Just the one or a couple? He's wrestled Kazarian and he's wrestled Will Hobbs, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. I think he wrestled Will Hobbs pretty recently, but I think that might be it. I think you're right. I think that might be it too. Uh, so overall, like, what do you think? Uh, like, how do you think they're making an impact on the wrestling industry? Um, I mean, it definitely showed that uh, the WWE style isn't the only style that will work on television. Um, I think they they've shown that with money and the right backing, a company can actually compete. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there was a time where you didn't think that would be possible. No, like when TNA said they were going to run Monday nights uh, up against 
Monday Night Raw, like people were like, "You're gonna get murdered," and like they did. It didn't they work. Do. Um, now, I mean, AW was up against uh, like uh, WWE's like third tier brand, um, but they were destroying them in the ratings to the point where WWE had to move their show. Whether that's why they'll admit they moved it or not. Uh, do you think that's why NXT moved? One hundred percent. I think I thought it was because Fox wanted to put another show in that in that slot. No, like some sports show. No, mm, yeah. If when I first heard it too. If uh, if NXT was winning that those ratings, uh, it would have stayed. Yeah, that makes sense. They're doing a lot better though um, on Tuesdays. Ratings. It, I didn't think they got that big of a bump. Um, I know they like did at least for at least for the first week or two. Like eight. Oh yeah, when they were doing like takeover oh is that yeah you know right that might be that might be why yeah and then it wasn't that big of a bump after that yeah um whereas aw did retain like gain some of the nxt fans that didn't look like any of the aw uh viewers switched nxt on tuesdays wow that's true um so you are in the washington area washington dc area Mm -hmm. is that where you grew up yeah Nice. So, uh, how long have you been into wrestling, and uh, like, how did you get into it? So, I started watching wrestling when I was a child, um, and like, I kind of kept watching it. Um, Do you remember what it was that caught your attention? Um, the first match I can remember, I think, was Macho Man versus Doink, <laughs> uh, and then it also involved uh, Dink. Um, if you remember Dink. Oh, yeah. I remember Dink. And then Mini Macho Man. I don't remember that. So they had a they had a a mini wrestler uh, who dressed like Macho Man um, was also involved in this match. Um, <laughs> so I enjoyed all of that. Um, and then I, I kept watching it. Um, that Attitude Era was cool, I guess. Um, but I kind of started to like, think WWE wasn't doing they cared more about the storylines and less about the wrestling. And so um, I started finding about independent companies and um, saw like, I would watch like Velocity and Sunday Night Heat and stuff and was like, oh, these guys were just like, Paul London was a big guy um, on Velocity that I enjoyed. And I was like, oh, he was, he was wrestling Ring of Honor um, and started picking up some of those DVDs. Um, I also started watching like the weekly pay-per-views, but really like finding Ring of Honor really got me into independent wrestling and got me to really enjoy, um, like really enjoy wrestling. Yeah, um, nice. I was in the early two thousands. I was going to this local wrestling promotion, All Pro Wrestling (APW), and mm-hmm. they would sell um, all kinds of DVDs. They would sell Saint, old St. Louis things. They would mm-hmm. sell um, the Ring of Honor. They would sell just like compilation uh, DVDs of indie wrestlers. And uh, so I got a lot of DVDs from them and uh, I was able to watch a lot of cool stuff in a time where, you know, you don't really get access to that stuff. Yeah. All pro, uh, they ran uh super dragon versus Taro, right? I don't know. You know? I don't know. Okay. But the sounds super dragon wasn't a, a APW. So that that's definitely sounds possible. Taro was a scrawny mask guy that super dragon murdered. Nice. Uh, they had, a, they had a series of matches in, in APW. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you're out here in yeah, 
I think like the mid 2000s were a uh, fantastic time for independent wrestling. It really um, was. It really was. Ring of Honor was hot. A lot of a lot of guys from Ring of Honor. Um, a lot of guys from Ring of Honor, and, you know, in that time frame are in WWE now, or at least have passed through. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the other companies, like IWA Mid South, uh, looked like a super indie at, at one point. Um, but those were like all local guys um, having having guys like Punk and um, Colt Cabana, um, Cesaro, Tyler Black, or Seth Rollins. Um, all those guys. Uh, I thought PWG was more fun um, before they became a super indie. Um, I didn't really and, know that before they became a super indie, really. Not yeah, too- like 2004, 2005, they were more of a, they had a lot of variety, whereas once they like went to Reseda, um, every match was a main event. Um, but yeah. no, like before that, they had like comedy matches. Um, they had tag matches that were different and whatnot. Not every match had to be five stars. Uh, similar to what happened with ROH, uh, eventually people got tired of seeing uh, every match try and be the match of the year. Yeah, it's fun though watching those old PWG uh, receded DVDs, you know, because you're right, every match is a main event. So you could just sit there on any match and just get blown away by what they're doing. Watching like oh, yeah. and Kevin Steen and the Young Bucks and, you know, all these guys. Oh, no, I agree. Um, I, I still enjoyed it when it was that. Um, but they had guys on the undercards that were like local California guys that I enjoyed watching that weren't like the greatest uh, technical or most high-flying wrestler, but were entertaining. Um, and that's what I enjoyed where they still had just like they could have an entertaining match, they could have a, a normal match, and then the main event would be super good. Um but not everything had to be super good. Yeah, you're you're. That's a term that I never really thought about. Uh, super indie, because uh, that is a good way to describe what what PWG did turn into. But I I, I do feel like um, you know they kind of went back to um, not being a super indie after, after a while, and I think they're not even like doing shows right now because the pandemic. Well, and they don't have a roster. All <laughs> their entire roster is gone. They either got canceled or got signed. <laughs> and that's a good. That's that's definitely true. They either got canceled, they got signed. <laughs> that's that's hilarious and sad at the same time. Or not welcome in the country because of the pandemic. Yeah, that too. That too. But they they had some good matches while they lasted. That's for sure. I mean, I think they'll run again. I think they're. I think their yeah. next show. I think their next show has to be a tournament. Um, just because they have to introduce new people, um, and I think I think they'll be fine. I think they can still bring in some of the guys that are m- making names on the indies, um, but I don't think it'll be at that level as it was before they they had to stop. Yeah, at least for a, at least for a while. At least for a while until they build back up to that. Yeah, because that's kind of their mo though is to to have the super indie matches. So they probably will eventually again. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, what do you feel? About, what do you think about WWE these days? I mean, I really, uh, I don't have cable, so I, I don't really watch it that much. I watched WrestleMania. Uh, that kind of got me back into like being excited about it. Um, it wasn't the greatest show, but it was it was a lot of fun, and I, I did enjoy it. Uh, so, what do you what do you think about WWE these days? Um, I thought Night One of WrestleMania was good. 
Um, it was better than I expected. Yeah, it really was. Uh, you're right. That's a good way to put it. It was better than I expected too. Um, but I, I think the TV show's pretty unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched NXT in a long time. I hear it's good, but I've been. I haven't either. I don't even know what's going and on it, with the way. I don't know what that even is. And uh, I, I don't know what that is. Um, Gargano stable. That's all I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's Johnny Gargano, same. Austin Theory, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. And they, uh, Candice and Indy just won the women's tag titles last night. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think my issue with NXT was uh, one, I was tired of watching uh, Gargano uh, wrestle for 45 minutes yeah. every time yeah. there's a takeover. Um, and like a lot of the things that they're doing, it's just like I've I've seen all of this. And it was just like, give me something that I haven't seen. But to their credit, not everyone that watches NXT was watching the indies as much as I was. So, like, I understand why it's still popular, but it's difficult for me to get into NXT when uh, the top people aren't really moving on anywhere. And then the roster is bloated because they keep signing everyone. Um, yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, Johnny and Tommaso have been top guys for, for years now and they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, like I think they said they'd quit if they got caught up. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, one reason why I do want to support NXT is because of uh, Karrion Cross, uh, Kevin Cross, uh, Killer Cross, former two time guest on this podcast. Uh, he's, he's so dope. I used to love watching his matches when he was uh, on the Indies, you know, wrestling out in Vegas and stuff. And then he was an impact for a while. And now he's, uh, you know, killing people that are in NXT. I feel like he got caught up, but maybe not. I don't think so. He just he just came back from injury and won the title again. Okay. If he's the champ, then he's not caught yeah, up. Yeah, he just won the title again. Um, he's always been a guy that I was like, he looks good, but I don't I don't know. His uh like like he looks vicious. Like his when he does things to people, like his moves, they look vicious. Um mm-hmm. in a way that people don't really do these days. So I did really enjoy him. Um a few years ago, like I was really uh, wanting uh, Kevin Cross and Hammerstone to get signed. Uh, Hammerstone's doing big things though, and over in ML- MLW. So that's cool. yeah. I don't know if I'd say MLW is big things, but I I do like <laughs> Hammerstone. Yeah, it's true. Um, Hammerstone looks fantastic, um, and I think he knows how to wrestle as a heel. Um, I think he's great. Um, he did a tour with Noah, I think 2019. Oh wow, um, which was really good. Um, I know. I think it was in the N one um, tournament, which I I think he I think he beat Marafuji, um, but yeah, um, I'd be excited. I've been watching mo- the company I've watched the most this year has been AEW, but then the second has been uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. So I'd be cool with Hammerstone going back over whenever he can. How do you watch Noah? Uh, so it's a little confusing. Um, the cheapest way is. Um, a lot of Noah's big shows are on a website called Ambia, which is a Japanese site, um, but they are free uh, live streams. Oh. Um, and then they also have their own like over the top service, I guess, um, oh, which is do. attached, uh, which is attached to DDT. Um, it's called uh, Wrestle Universe. Um, and then I think it's 
900 yen you can pay through paypal um and then you get um, live streams from ddt noah and uh, tokyo joshi pro um which had a lot of the people that were in AEW's women's uh tournament recently okay um and so that's that's really easy um they have english commentary for a lot of noah's big shows oh fun that's cool Hell yeah, that's cool. A lot of a lot of wrestling companies are are going the way of over the top um, systems and stuff. You know, like Impact has it. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of them though, and uh, it, it's cool. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and buy them all. I can't afford them all. Um, but it's really cool that uh, that they are doing that. Yeah, um, and my favorite my favorite is uh, Independent Wrestling TV. Um, yeah, I, I thought about they, getting that one recently. Actually, they. Um, I know bef- before the pandemic, um, they had more live streams on the network than the WWE network did. Um, and then their back catalog is massive and they keep adding stuff that excites me. Um, but yeah, um, that's that's where the money's at to spend, especially if uh, like you were paying for WWE network and then you just switch, like save $5 because it's not on Peacock or you just didn't switch with it. Um, I would put my money in the IWTV. Um, I think it has the most stuff. Uh, Wrestle Universe is good, um, but I, I would say IWTV has the most. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Cool, man. Well, uh, what do you uh, – you have anything to plug? You got anything coming up? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JustSkiff. Um, I post about shows that I have. Um, I have shows in the Virginia, D.C. area coming up, but um, you can find those there. I don't need to talk about each one individually. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. It's just dot skiff and skiff is S-K-I. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happened, uh, but I had to add the dot in between it. Um, skiff spelled S-K-I-F-F. Um, so you can follow me on those two things. Um, if you want to hear me talk about more wrestling, um, I do talk on a wrestling podcast called TIR Wrestling Podcast. Oh, nice. We put out shows each week. We mainly talk about AEW and Noah. Um, and the only reason we talk about Noah is because I pretty much forced other hosts to start watching it um, when they got tired with New Japan. That's cool that uh, you know you, you do a podcast where you talk a lot about AEW, and that's kind of what we focus on today. Yeah, um, like we don't ever really like we covered WrestleMania, but we didn't. We don't ever talk about Monday Night Raw. Well, I had Smackdown. a chance to. I had a chance to be in the Thunderdome last Monday. Um, I got an email going, "Hey, you want to be in the Thunderdome?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, I do!" Um, just because I, I want to see what it's like, you know, experiencing it like that. Uh, well, but is it I just to... like watching it, or you didn't yeah. do it. Wait, what? What is it? Just like watching the TV show? I I, I ended up having to work late. I didn't do okay. it. I think that's what it is. You don't get like a live feed into like, you don't get like a separate. Oh, so you're just watching view. Monday Night Raw on your computer, basically. Yeah, I think you don't have to watch the commercials. I think that might be the only thing. I do want to get on. I would do want to get on it though. Sometimes it's pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely seemed cooler when they first started doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they first built the structure and unveiled it, it was really cool. Um, I thought it was to be more like a wall as opposed to like rows and rows yeah i think it'd be cooler if like they almost made like a dome out of the screens 
Like, uh, I think the NXT one was a lot cooler. Capital, I don't know the difference. Capital Wrestling Center. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they named uh, whatever room they, they tape NXT at the Performance Center uh, after Capital Wrestling. Uh, it's called the CWC or something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Anyways, man, thank you very much for uh, for hanging out with me and talking some uh, AEW and then talking some wrestling. Of course, anytime. Hell yeah, hell yeah. 